a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. My name is Ross Jackson. I'm an associate partner at EY and I lead the trust analytics proposition. What is that proposition? What are you trying to do around trust? Well, everyone talks about trust, um, but uh, not many people know what to do about it. I mean, that's the, the key thing. So what we've done is we've spent uh, the last 18 months developing a methodology for defining and measuring trust. Uh, and we've got technology underneath that that allows us to gather huge amounts of digital data from the internet. So that's mainstream news, certain aspects of social media, local news, trade press, blogs, websites, etc., etc. And we can then structure that data and determine how much a brand or a company is trusted. What do you come up with? Any actual score? Or how does it work? Well, we come up with what we call a net trust score. So we have a model that's based on five pillars. So basically the most fundamental is what we call proficiency. Does something do what it says it does on the tin? Allied to that, we've got what we call delivery consistency, which is does something do what it says it does on the tin repeatedly over time. On the other side of our model, we've got two pillars associated with uh, values, essentially. So we have what we call integrity. Do the values you espouse as an organisation or a brand, uh, do they, are they congruent with the views of your stakeholders? And advocacy is really around whether you're perceived to be living those values, the values you espouse. Are you walking the walk? And then finally, we've got openness, which is around the way we communicate. Uh, are you interactive with your stakeholders? Do you tailor your messaging? Do you take on feedback? You know your five pillars, do you yeah. give equal weighting to each of those five? Or we do you do. go, actually openness is the most important or integrity is the most important? Um, the importance comes from your strategy as an organisation. So in our model we give equal weighting, but if you are marketing yourself as the ethical energy company, for example, then you know, the, the aspects of our model that are associated with values, i.e. advocacy and integrity, become that bit more important. I mean, if you're looking, if you're saying, well, actually, we're, you know, what we're focused on is really price, reliability, then the values part is less, less important. The way you communicate that is still important, but there's no optimal trust score, if you like. It's really based on your strategy and whether your trust profile supports that strategy. Does your model adapt to that? So it looks at the company that has kind of, you know, we're all about cheapness and getting it out there and compares it to a company which is all about, we're all about quality and, you know, a smaller one. And you can then balance between the two because they're, they're different markets, aren't they? They're very different markets and we don't take any judgment, you know, about that. What we do is we look at the data and determine whether that strategy is actually coming through. Um, so, for example, if you were you know, out there marketing yourself as the ethical energy company uh, and that wasn't coming through in the data that we were picking up, it wouldn't come through in the trust profile either. So you'd end up, you know, it may be a surprise, it may, you may find that your, the, your marketing spend hadn't been properly allocated or it may be that just, you're just not perceived, you're not making, that that message just isn't being picked up by the market. It's probably tricky to say, if you said of all those five things that make up trust, mm. would, would you be able to say what you think is the most important looking at it all? Or is that tricky? I, I wouldn't say important, I'd say fundamental. The most fundamental is, is basically proficiency, delivery proficiency, because unless, you've, unless, unless you're delivering on your core promise as a company or brand, you've got no hope of, of really satisfying everything else. You can have the best intentions in the world, but if your product isn't very good or perceived not to measure up to what you, you bill it to be, then you know, it's very difficult to, uh, to be successful. 
the energy sector's had a lot of uh, press, mainly a lot of bad press about mm. you know bills being too high or meters readings being wrong. Trust is something that the broker sector and suppliers have struggled with. You've looked at the energy sector. How does it measure up? Um, it's quite interesting actually because you know we've looked at the the larger players in the uh, in the energy sector and you know we've compared them to say you know the UK banking sector but also some sectors that are perhaps slightly more comparable like uh, the water sector and it's quite interesting because what you find is certainly at the, the sort of larger end of the market um, the energy companies are quite competitive so what you see is actually quite narrow differences particularly between the you know the, the big six um, you compare that to the water sector and there's a very very large um, variation between the sort of top player which is you know it's, it's fairly trusted it's ahead probably of, of the average um, uh, player in the energy sector but there's also a lot of negativity because again what you see for the water sector is it comes to it's not a competitive market you don't have the choice really as a consumer where you buy your water from with electricity increasingly and everyone's aware of that people are you know chopping and changing all the time and that comes through and they're all looking at each other and they're competing so what you see is in terms of what we call the net trust score for the energy sector um, you're looking around a sort of average of 24 plus 24 you compare that with banking banking comes in around about 18 so, and again, what drags that down, that's the average, what drags that down is certain players in the banking market are perceived very negatively, so they actually have negative trust. So from the, looking at the higher end, the sort of top end of the, the energy sector, it's actually relatively positive, you know, so it's actually a good news story for the energy sector. Energy is always beaten down, though, so it's an extraordinary thing that they trusted more than the banks, and I don't know what it's compared to the supermarkets or things like that, but... Um, why do you think there is that perception over reality? If you're saying that actually they score quite well, but most of the sector feels down on itself or gets a lot of negative press, I would have thought your kind of robot would find all those negative stories and, 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 and pile against the energy sector. Well, we do get a lot of negative. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of negative. You know, bear in mind, this is the net score of, you know, what's positive versus what's negative. Um, so we do pick up what's negative, but I think it's also fair to say that energy... Uh, you know, companies do get recognition for, you know, increasingly innovativeness. So, for example, um, smart meters, the way they've been implemented. Yes, there have been criticisms. Yes, there have been fines around that. Um, but also, if it's done well, they do get recognition for it. Um, so th these things do balance each other out. Companies also get recognition, you know, when we had the bees from the East last year. Um, the companies that reacted better to that, who were more customer-centric, ended up getting recognised by the customers in the media for that kind of thing, versus the ones who are perhaps a bit slower. Isn't this just an exercise in, I don't know, ego? What's it matter whether my trust score is good or bad? What's it going to do to my bottom line? Well, that's a good question, and it's one of those questions that a lot of people have been wrestling for a long time. It's one of those things that people have been talking about since you know, the, the financial crisis began and, uh, you know, crisis of trust, why, you know, everyone intuitively knows it's important to be trusted, but it comes down to the most fundamental um, kind of knowledge that we have as, as people. Basically, 
the more trusted you are, the easier it is for you to do business. Quite simply because the way you trust someone or something, whether that's a brand, a company or a, a, another person, that basically determines how you behave towards that entity in the future. And what we've done, uh, and this is very exciting actually for us, is we've been able to take the way we measure trust, um, our methodology, the underlying technology, and as part of what we call the Embankment Project, which was a collaboration with 30 of the largest professional investors, uh, multinationals, and we trialled our methodology and we did regression analysis against um, the financial performance of a sample of 20 of the uh, FTSE 100 companies and we were able to basically demonstrate a positive correlation between trust as we measure it in financial performance. Better still, trust appears to function as a lead indicator for future financial performance. Whoa, hang on, say that again. So you, you're saying that if you can see how trustworthy a company is, mm -hmm. you believe that that would be an indication of performance? That's correct, yeah. Um, absolutely, because the way that... That's a big statement to make, isn't it? It is a big statement Because people to just make, go look at their um, revenue, look at their kind of losses, look at their investment portfolio. Why, why, why is the trust thing such a big determinant? Well, when you look at revenues and when you look at financial data, that's taken over a period of time that's already occurred. That's retrospective. What we're doing is taking data in real time and looking at the fluctuations in trust over time, providing a net trust score, which we can do effectively minute by minute if, we, if that's required. Um, and we can then work out what's going to have an impact on financial performance. What is this for? Is this just an exercise uh, to give people a gauge? Or do you think this is actually going to be a useful market tool? I think it's uh, a very useful market tool. And increasingly, people are not just talking about trust, but for example, off what? You know, as part of their PR19 exercise, have, have um, basically said trust, consumer trust, should be a metric of consumer satisfaction in a market that everyone knows is not competitive. 